Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Happy, this is for Diesel and for you, hump day. Thank you for being here. Bill Ryder with you. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. What a busy day we have today. So many things to get into. College football playoff rankings are out. Give the committee credit. They properly reinforced their inability to measure these teams in the moment, giving Clemson lots of credit for things that happened in the past. I feel you, TCU. I see you, Michigan. We'll get to it later in the show. Uh, NFL trade deadline day madness. There's a lot to get into, a lot to dive into, but let's definitely just put some 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 room aside for my Chicago Bears winning the day by trading for a second-string receiver. Everything's fixed. We're going to give everything away, but we're also going to go get a re- awesome sarcasm alert. What a bunch of morons. Uh, Dolphins went all in, though. Duggett liked it. Interesting. A lot of things that we'll get into in about 20 minutes on the NFL side. Interesting, interesting trade deadline action. By the way, we let me just like a little pre-we told you so. When the Rams were going into last year's Super Bowl, when they won that Super Bowl, we told you the model they'd follow. The all-in, assets don't matter, long-term, be damned, let's win now approach. If it worked, was going to be what other teams followed, and you saw that yesterday. We'll dive into all those things. Over the course of the program, we'll get into buy or sell. Great, great night for Philadelphia. For Phillies fans, Bryce Harper and company hit a bevy of home runs against the Astros. And you can call it a a hell of a hitting night. You can call it tip pitches. You can call it karma for an Astros team that used to steal pitches. Whatever it was. It puts Philadelphia, the underdog, in the driver's seat. We'll get into that. Uh, phone number is 855-212-4CBS. Speaking of which, I, look, I, there's so many debates in our society. I don't want to get in the middle of them. Between those of you that say you're calling in and that Tom won't put you on, and Tom saying you, you guys need to stay on the line, I don't know. I just know if you call 855-212-4CBS and just stay there, we'll put you on the air. At CBS at SportsRider, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. The Brooklyn Nets have gone from a on-court dumpster fire to an off-court dumpster fire, and their decision-making in the last 24 hours to fire Steve Nash and to hire Ime Udoka is not going to fix a, a single thing. In fact, when the Nash news broke, my thought was, and I wrote this for CBSSports.com pretty quickly, the guy's a patsy, the guy's the easiest guy to fire, Steve Nash may or may not be a good coach, but this ain't going to fix things. 
But I did think to myself, it's probably not going to get much worse. And then about 40 minutes later, the reporting came out. I was wrong. Now, I'll get into this in a second. I understand the upside of Ime Odoka. I do. And I'll dive into it piece by piece. I get why they would go for it. But the fact is that the Brooklyn Nets, mere days after Kyrie Irving's anti-Semitic post on Twitter, which should not be forgotten, which should not be buried in these headlines, which should not be ignored. Uh, If you have not taken the time to go and watch some of that movie I have that he promoted, there's no getting around it. It's not subtle, it's not dog-whistling, it's straight anti-Semitism. In the face of that, what is the Nets response? Is it to suspend Kyrie Irving? No. Is it to fine him? No. Is it to force him to apologize or just take the post down? No. It's to fire Steve Nash, a head coach who was never going to succeed, even before the ugliness. And the move to bring in Ime Odoka, Boston Celtics suspended head coach, went to the finals last year as the head coach, suspended for allegations of an inappropriate workplace relationship with someone in the organization that is a subordinate or in a position where that wasn't appropriate. A guy the Boston Celtics were almost certainly never going to bring back and are happy to watch him leave. That's your solution to the mess and, and, and the disaster and, and the angst and the awfulness? I believe it was Michael Rosenberg at Sports Illustrated who wrote that the Brooklyn Nets are a disgrace. And that's absolutely right. It is an embarrassment for that organization. And there's a few things going on here. And before I, I break break all of it down, I just want to hear from the general manager, Sean Marks, on a couple things. Because this is not a separate story from Kyrie Irving's off-court ugliness. It's not a separate story from the NBA over the weekend and the NBA Players Association yesterday putting out bland releases that say we don't support anti-Semitism. Cool, that's good. That's nice. Are you putting out just because it's a random Tuesday and Saturday, respectively? Or because one of your superstars, NBA, and one of your seven vice presidents, National Basketball Players Association, a person who's elected by his own colleagues in the NBA to be one of the representatives of the Players Association, has been, in his actions, over the last week, anti-Semitic and refused to bring it down. And by the way, if you don't think Kyrie's actions have a direct correlation to people being anti-Semitic, just go to the Twitter page of anyone who has had the, the, the audacity, myself included, to say the obvious, like, th- this is wrong. It's not subtle. It's not subtle at all. All of that is tied up in what's going on. All of that is a part of this net story. All of that is part of the cauldron of basketball and, more importantly, non-basketball dysfunction that has defined this team. Steve Nash was never going to succeed in this job. He wasn't. Kevin Durant's the most thin superstar maybe of all time. Kyrie Irving has always been a locker room-killing, chemistry-killing, culture-killing machine. And you can go back to that shot he hit in 2016 against the Warriors to win an NBA championship. I was there. I was in the stands. I saw it. I got it. I know it. But he had LeBron James next to him. Outside of being LeBron's teammate, which is a pretty big enhancer for everybody, Kyrie's done nothing but be underwhelming and self-absorbed and narcissistic. I know he does good things in the community. I'm aware that his social justice activities, which I agree with, by the way, not that that's germane to anything, are commendable 
when they're not being anti-Semitic on the other side of the equation. Racism doesn't justify racism. And Kyrie Irving, in a basketball sense, has never been worth it. Throw in the fact Ben Simmons is, I'm using air quotes, I don't even know what to do here, hurt again, and when he wasn't hurt, can't play. Throw in the fact James Harden, not that long ago, six months ago, forced himself, having forced himself to Brooklyn, looked around and went, oh my God, get me out of here, and forced his way somewhere else. And all of that, Steve Nash was never going to succeed. And Sean Marks, the GM who hired him, talked yesterday about whether the move on firing Nash, and by the way, it better solve the problems, whether this is going to be the solution. I don't know that it fixes everything. You know, I, I have no idea. I mean, I first to tell you, there, there's certainly holes. I mean, we're not we're not a finished product. We're not playing um, up to our expectations of where we should be. So you hope this um, this new coach can come in here and, and put this group uh, in the best possible place to succeed. That's a really long way to say the word no. Is this going to fix your problems? Oh, no. No, this is a scapegoat. And uh, I don't want to get fired. And, um... Yeah, no, it's not gonna. No, we're 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 a we're a mess. But uh, good luck to Steve. A few things all at once happening here. One, I'm not saying Steve Nash is a good head coach. What I'm telling you is I don't know, and neither do you. To me, this is very similar to Ty Lue and his time in Cleveland. I just by what's going on with the Clippers right now, I think Ty Lue's a good coach, and I was wrong on that. I I I, I, I was skeptical. I think he's a very good coach. You can't tell when you have a star as bright, as overwhelming, with the gravitational impact that LeBron James has. You just can't. I mean, David Blatt had the exact same record, more or less, winning percentage, as Ty Lue. Is David Blatt a good coach or a bad coach? I don't know. Neither do you. Diesel could have coached that Cleveland Cavaliers team. I think it's the same outcome. I really do. I could have coached that Cleveland Cavaliers team. Kevin Durant's having a similar impact, but in, a, in, in the wrong way. When you are the coach of of a star-studded team at the level the Nets are star-studded. And that is multiple future Hall of Famers, all-NBA players. In LeBron's case, it's just LeBron. The expectations are massive. But we know that they were never going to allow Steve Nash to have real leadership because, I don't have to guess, Kyrie Irving told us at the start of this experiment they didn't really have a coach. And in case you thought maybe those are just words on a podcast, in the offseason, this past season in the summer, Kevin Durant made it known to the owner, fire Steve Nash or I'm gone. You think over the course of a tenure where your two best players are saying, we don't have a coach and I want this coach fired or I'm gone, that that guy's going to succeed? No, he's going to get fired. Was Steve Nash, is Steve Nash, will Steve Nash be a good head coach in the NBA? Have no idea. Because everything that's gone into this Nets team was designed for him not to be able to coach at whatever level he can or can't. This wasn't the Steve Nash show. This was the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving show. And that show features... Injuries, it features, in Kyrie's case, just taking time off because he doesn't feel like playing basketball. It features right or wrong, missing a whole bunch of time because of COVID-19. It features anti-Semitic dribble that no one will apologize for and that you're going to hear more people, including Sean Marks in a moment, try to both sides. It features Kevin Durant, the guy that had burner accounts, not taking accountability for himself. It features James Harden coming in and saying to himself, get me the hell out of here. It features Ben Simmons being the least dysfunctional of the trio, or at least the second least. Think about that. I don't know if Steve Nash is a good coach, and neither do you. That's number one. He's a scapegoat. Doesn't mean he's good at the job. There's just no way to evaluate it. Number two, the timing of this is not coincidental. The fact this happened, and I used to cover some presidential, sort of side presidential politics when I was a newspaper reporter, covered Bill Clinton, blah, blah, blah. Seen this before at a higher level. The timing of this, it wasn't about a Nets team that 
had lost a bunch of games. And they lost last night to the Bulls again, by the way, and blew a lead. They're not very good. Jack Vaughn's a fine coach, whatever. The reason this happened is because Joe Sy, the owner, is unwilling to call out Kyrie Irving for his antics, like the NBA, like the Players Association, and this is a way to try to change the discussion. This is a way to try to capture a different headline, create a new news cycle. You don't believe me? Well, first of all, follow the story. Kyrie Irving's post still up. Watch the video and the fake Adolf Hitler quote that's in it that's put on the screen, among many other things, by the way, purporting a conspiracy that's so anti-Semitic I'm not even going to repeat it on the air. I mean, I'm not going to argue about whether what Kyrie put out there is anti-Semitic. Of course it is. Of co- It is. You can go look at the video for yourself. You can go to his Twitter handle and find it if you want to. The real story now is the fact that the NBA, NBA Players Association and the Association of the Nets won't allow consequences. Remember Myers Leonard? Remember that guy? Played for the Miami Heat? Had a big contract? That guy put out a, or, or, or used on a, a live gaming stream, an anti-Semitic slur apologized, and then very, very quickly was gone from the heat and has not played a single game of basketball since then. And he had some serious, seriously guaranteed money. They just ate it. No consequences for Kyrie Irving. As you can hear in this clip, because he had to face the media after firing Steve Nash, from the general manager of a Nets team that when asked about Kyrie Irving is trying to, again, act as if there's something here to debate and talk about. We are having these discussions behind the scenes. I, I honestly don't want to really get into those right now. We've, we're taking the advice, as I mentioned before. We, you know, we are talking to the ADL right now. Um, that's on the, on the Joe Psy level, our CEO and myself, and, and really just trying to weigh up uh, exactly what the best course of action is here. Part of it is going to be getting the sides together so they can understand, you know, where people are coming from. It's, there's an education piece for, for everybody here. There's, as I've mentioned before, there's an empathetic piece to this and an understanding that, um, you know, we need to move on and we need to do the right thing, without a doubt. There's not an education piece here for everyone. That's not true. There's an education piece here for Kyrie Irving. There's an education piece for the Brooklyn Nets and how to handle and punish. And I understand, I'm not advocating for cancel culture, by the way. I'm not. There should be consequences for people who do things like this, who refuse to apologize. D-Cell is telling me that Kyrie has taken the post down, finally. Good. Great. Excellent. It's about time. Too little, too late. For me. No punishment, no repercussions. Now, and we have a lot to get to, so let me let me try to speed this up a little bit. I'm not saying it's okay to change the narrative. I'm not saying that rather than punishing your superstar or holding to account for bigotry, that it's acceptable instead to just try to do some big news and fire Steve Nash and, and, and change the headlines. But let's just, that is the real world. But if you're going to do that, why on earth would you hire Ime Odoka? Any other coach you hire, the headline is, this guy's going to be the coach. Odoka being hired is, oh, this guy's going to be the coach who was accused of an appropriate personal relationship, which is a euphemism for a sexual relationship uh, with the Boston Celtics that he just took to the finals who's beloved by the players, but he's basically been fired in place, and and people thought he'd never coach in the NBA again, but it's the Nets. I'm going to tell you why it makes sense from a, from a if you're morally nihilistic, if you, if you just don't care, because it does, then I'm going to give you the obvious, which is it, it doesn't matter. 
But here's what the Nets are thinking, right? They're so desperate. Sean Marks keep his job. Joe decided to make this work really for them to, to kowtow to Irving and, and Durant, which is obvious in the response to Irving's anti-Semitic propaganda drivel. It is. They're so enthrall of what those guys can do on the basketball court, that they have given away their moral compass. They're not even looking at it. They don't care. It doesn't matter. Because, morality aside, right and wrong aside, the cultural dysfunction you're bringing in to this organization that's already dysfunctional culturally aside, Emea Doka checks in every box. He's an outstanding coach. Outstanding. Tactically. Outstanding. And you saw that last year in the Celtics run to the NBA Finals. That's important. Players love him in, in, in sort of in general. That is really important. And I said this on HQ yesterday, I think on the radio here on, on CBS Sports Radio, that the requirement for the new coach is someone the players are going to like. And by players, let's just be let's be candid, euphemism for Durant first, Kyrie second. That's it. That's who the players are that matter. But remember, Ime Odoka spent time on Steve Nash's Brooklyn Nets staff, which means Odoka has actually coached Kevin Durant has actually hung out with Kevin Durant, has actually been around Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. These guys approve the hiring. For the Nets, it's where can we find someone that that Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, a bunch of divas in very different ways, difficult to manage in the extreme. I'm not going to use the, uh, they're they're difficult, they're big personalities. No, they're difficult personalities. Kevin Durant in a way that's, you know, basketball related, and, and Kyrie Irving in ways that go well beyond basketball, in unacceptable terms that we've discussed a lot. Ime Odoka checks all the boxes. And they looked at it, and they and, and, and maybe even like out loud of themselves said, you know, Kyrie's trying to get everybody fired and basically blackmail the owner, and we caved. Okay. Kyrie wouldn't take his post down for days and isn't going to apologize for what is clearly anti-Semitic garbage that has spurred a, spurned a whole bunch of people on social media agreeing with these horrible tropes against Jewish people. But whatever, we're going to let him play. Let's just go. We're in for a penny, in for a pound in terms of a lack of morality. Let's just go with Ime Odoka. I mean, what Ime Odoka do, did allegedly sounds not great, but it ain't in the same ballpark as Kyrie Irving. So, so the Nets are just, I think, just saying, you know what? To hell with what's right. We've given up on what's right. To hell with it being functional. It ain't functional. Let's just go all in. In for a penny, in for a pound. Shame on them, but that's where we are. They're an absolute disgrace. Are they going to win? I don't think they are. I don't think it matters who you bring in. I don't. But he's their best bet. I just don't think it's a bet worth making from a moral sense. But that's 20 times more true for Kyrie Irving. Don't lose sight, please, of the fact that Ime Adoka maybe deserves a second chance. I'm not really sure. I don't know all the details. I know the details on Kyrie Irving. Second chances come with apologies. And using his NBA-built platform to push hate ain't okay. Even if people forget about it in six days or six weeks or six months. I'm not going to. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. We're going to move on. You can certainly call in. 855-212-4CBS. A lot of things to get into. NFL trade deadline was exciting. We'll hit that, including the Dolphins going all in next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Happy hump day. Thanks for being here. We got um, Diesel, who, like me, is wearing a blue shirt. And this morning I said, we're blue brothers. Like blues brothers? Didn't He didn't love it. Didn't love it. We have Bogus, who's just wearing a normal shirt. And it's not blue. Good morning, Andrew. Uh, good morning, Bill. The The body of my shirt, the main part, isn't blue, but the sleeves and the collar are, so I'm a, I'm a blue cousin. You are blue. What's, I mean, there was another blue uncle in there in that movie? Sure, why not? Let's get in there. Let's go. Let good morning, T-Cell. Uh, good morning, Bill. Good morning, Bogish. Happy hump day to both of you. No, thank you. I um I got an email. I got a, I got a note. Actually... I apologize, those of you who have said this on the air before. If you if you send me an instant message on Facebook, I'll look at it every two months. I just not. I'm sorry. So I got on there last night randomly, and D Cell is really happy about this. He made a face, mad face. But someone wrote to me. I've tried to. This is back from when is this? October fifth. This is how often I check it. I've tried to call two days in a row. The second day today, you got to take a call. It's me, and then you all joke that the caller's gone. I'm still on the line. D Cell hung up on me. And there's more. Well, it's if you're still on fault, the line, I, if if you're still on the line, I didn't hang up on you. You're just not there, or you're not ready to go. Everybody Bogus, yeah. wants to blame me that they don't get on the radio. It's all my fault. How about Bogus, they you- take some <laughs> accountability that they need to be a better caller, or have a clear line, or don't curse when I'm screening your phone call? Then maybe you can get on the radio. So, Bogus, as you can tell, it's a sensitive subject for Tom. So I just want to give that to you. I just I'm trying to get some insight. How many times have I got in the last year? I would say I don't know how many times eight people or ten. Yeah, I was gonna have, say I was gonna say a half dozen have reached out, been like, "Hey, I call in some version of Diesel won't screen my call or it rings and rings, right?" And I'm just trying to. And I asked Tom this morning, like, "Do you think it's a conspiracy against you, or are you conspiring against phone callers?" And and Diesel didn't love it, but I'm just trying to. You give. What do you think? Because I want the callers to have a chance to go on the air. It happens, you know. With a little frequency. Yeah, so this is this is par for the course, I feel like, with board ops, because the same thing happens to Pete Bellotti, who's on the board for DA's show. Okay. I don't know what happens during the Rome experience, but people complain that Pete doesn't pick up the phone, doesn't put them on the air. So are there times where the phone might ring and Pete or Tom misses it? Sure. Is it also plausible that our demented phone system routes calls to the wrong place or the button doesn't, you know, the the bell doesn't go off, the lights don't flash. It's all on the table. But there always seem to be people who say they try and fail to get here. I'm just trying to give everybody what they want, including Brandon, who wrote, who wrote in, and Diesel, who feels 
falsely accused. That's a, that's a term in our house. I'll be like, why did you leave your shoes out? And my kids will say, those are your shoes. I'm like, and I'm just, sorry, guys, <laughs> falsely accused. All right, we got some trades. If you want to call in, Tom wants to take those calls, 855-2124-CBS. We got some trades in the NFL. So a lot of activity, a lot going on, a lot to hit. I mean, I think we should start with the fact that Bears are going to win the Super Bowl next year. I mean, they got Chase Claypool next for a year. second rounder. Yeah, I mean, Not this now? year maybe. Okay. I hate the Bears. Uh, by the way, I've seen all the Chicago-based stuff. Well, the, the, if you look back at the wide receiver market from that draft and the draft of Jason, that's actually a lot of value. Please, just please stop, okay? Not even sure we have a quarterback. Um, there's a lot to unpack. Let me give you guys the two headlines that I think are most interesting. One is a trade that ob- trades that obviously happened. One is a team that didn't do anything. The, the Dolphins are, are obviously all in. They got Bradley Chubb from the Broncos. They traded away a fir- their first-round pick, so they don't, they don't have any next year because, remember, they, and they've lost a bunch of picks that they've given away. They're all in. Uh, they also sent Chase Edmonds as part of that package, which I love because I have my fantasy team. But the Broncos are all in. And I kind of love it. It reminds me of the Rams. But the other thing, Bogey and, and D-Sale, that struck me is that the, the Packers did not go and get a receiver for Aaron Rodgers, even though a couple of division rivals – did, and it made me wonder if maybe if you're the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has played sort of I'm going to retire, not retire blackmail games the last couple of years, and internally you think he's not as good maybe, perhaps you're quietly planning for a future without him, and you don't want to go all in on Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you feel like he's got enough. Those are my takeaways. Well, the one story is that the Bear, that the Packers tried to get Chase Claypool and that the Steelers picked the Bears' second-round pick ahead of the Packers because they figured the the Bears will be worse, it'll be a better second-round pick. You can always offer more. Well, you can offer more, but at some point you you can't also overpay for Chase Claypool. You're not offering a first-round pick for him. No, but I think like a second and a fourth. I I hear that, and I saw it. I would just argue the Bears are getting, in theory, Claypool for the long term because they think as part of their rebuilding process, they're clearly doing, they've sent a bunch of guys out, he has long-term value. The Packers, presumably, have a much shorter window with Aaron Rodgers, and that, I think, would make the right receiver more valuable to them. And Chase Claypool, by the way, is not the only wide receiver they could have traded for. Like it's, The Fair. Steelers aren't the only team they no, could no. be calling. But my, my point is is that these are two-way streets. Brian Gutenkus didn't sit in Green Bay with his phone off the hook like you in the studio, ignoring anybody Ooh, calling through. Nice one. Nice Thank one. you. Um, like, if he tried... And in this case, he apparently tried to get Chase, Cap- Chase Claypool as an example, and the Steelers just said, nah, I prefer the Bears deal. That's not completely his fault. Yes, he could have could have thrown a sweetener. Hey, what can I do to make this happen? Do you want a fourth-round pick? Sure. But he's the other guy's got to say yes, too. The Packers I, I, should have gotten Aaron Rodgers' help, I, but there's only so much they can actually do to get that help. I hear it, but it's what you get and what you don't get. It's also certainly presumable if you're the Packers, you're smart enough to know that there's going to be stories, and, and someone leaks for a reason. Right, maybe that could be their story. Pool. Right, maybe the Packers made one phone call in a lukewarm way and then leaked it to their friendly neighborhood reporter, like like Spider-Man. But he delivers information instead of heroics. Uh, I have a question for, for Diesel and, and for you, um, Bogish. Now, this isn't entirely accurate because there's other stuff going on here. There's other pieces. But, in effect, remember when... Um, the Niners went and got Trey Lance because he's better than Tom Brady. When they moved up to draft him, it was it three? Diesel, I know you're you're the Trey Lance fan club. Um, they have used those picks since then. I mean, some other pieces too, but those picks, in effect, 
On the one side is Trey Lance for the Niners. On the other side for the Dolphins is Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Here's my difficult question. Would you rather have, because it's a hard one, Trey Lance or Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb? Diesel. Uh, this is an easy one, actually. Uh, I'm going to side with Miami on this one. <laughs> oh, you are? That's worked out better for them than it has San Francisco, <laughs> wow. especially that Trey Lance is not playing in football games right for, now. For the listener, the background of this is that Diesel believes Trey Lance is a better QB than Tom Brady. And so... Just that's the back. If Trey Lance was playing football games, I think I might be proven right this year. Well, yeah. besides that, let me let me return the flip-flop because I'm not done with Trey Lance yet. Neither am I. I don't think he's better than Tom Brady, even this year. <laughs> but if he turns out to be their franchise quarterback for the next decade, then I don't care what the Dolphins do with the three picks I gave them. Then everything's fine. So it looks I mean, they bad have right cornerstones in- at, you know, probably the second most or third most important position right now with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I mean, sure. I mean, if, if you want to side that maybe it'll work out great for both teams, I, I can exactly. get on board with that. But right now that Trey Lance isn't playing, it's worked out better for Miami. Th- those two players have transformed to a Tungabailoa into a, I think, a great quarterback. Are we on a, in agreement when he's played? He's been great. I think great. I don't think good. They win know. when he plays. Right. He completed 80% of his passes the other day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very he's, good. I don't know about great. He's very good. Very. How Can we compromise on a very, very good? I'll give very you a second competitor. very. Yes. Thank you, sir. A se- Man, you're a, you're a blues guy. Oh, Thomas screen a phone call. Oh, my it's goodness. So, it's so coincidental. He's trying to. He's talking. He seems like. very sternly. He didn't, he, he didn't enjoy it. He didn't enjoy the just the, hey, man, do you think maybe, I didn't mean it this way, but I can't, man, do you think, do you know how to use the call screener? He, he didn't. No. He shook, he, shook, he shook his head no. He's pressing buttons now. He looks like this is stressful for him. He he wouldn't say it on the air. Maybe he did. But off there, he's like, well, they don't call him drunk and swearing. And phone lines I can't hear. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. No, that's an issue. Hey, Diesel, we miss you. Hey, bud. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's going on? What, what was just happening? Uh, we have Brandon in Topeka, the Brandon who wrote Ooh. you, Bill, uh, if you would like to speak to him. He's on the phone. Good phone line, sober, uh, polite. Uh, checking all the boxes this morning, yes. Brandon and Topeka. Dude, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to you. What's up? You're on CBS Sports Radio. No worries, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, thank you, DCL. Thank you, Andrew Bogus. I listen every day. I love the show. I'm two cups of coffee in, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little college football, uh, asking you. Uh, I know you've got Big 12 roots. Uh, and talking about uh, college, you know, specifically, uh, is Notre Dame. Notre Dame is still the last one to kind of fall, and I was kind of thinking uh, on your thoughts. Uh, I think the Big 12 is a good fit, uh, and kind of in like a Big East kind of mold, uh, if they would um, go like to a holy war, uh, joining the Bible Belt, TCU, Baylor, uh, BYU. Seems like a good fit for them. Just kind of wanted to know your thoughts. Uh, thank you so much for this program. I love listening to you guys. Brandon, appreciate you in Topeka. Love you. Thank you. I wish, Brandon, you could see the look on D-Cell's face because I'm just telling you, Tom, you looked – I thought it was a great call. I like the question. No, Notre Dame's not going to play in the Big 12. I think that is natural Big Ten territory even before the reality. The the future of college football is the Big Ten and the SEC. Those are the the two conferences that are going to dominate. And if Notre Dame decides to shed its independent status, which do you guys agree? feels like an inevitability on a five-year timeline, right? Absolutely. For yes, sure. as sure as, yeah. as as soon as they can find a way to do it as if they're doing everybody else a favor, 
that's when it'll happen. It has to be arrogant. There has to be an arrogance oh, attached to it. Of course. I mean, the Big Ten makes a, a ton of sense, but I like the call. I like call. I like Brandon and Disa. You just looked. You put. You just looked. You look. I don't. What, what's up? It was vindication. We heard from Brandon. He was very pleasant to me when I was screening his call. He did not throw me under the bus whatsoever. He, he said, was very you. cordial. I thanked him for listening to the program. He's a loyal listener, and we're all good. He did great. We're nice here. I promise. Even D Cell. Nobody blamed me. Nobody. <laughs> Not on the call. <laughs> That's what I miss about calls. One of my, I used to go in and screen phone calls because uh, the Kluger didn't like doing it. When I worked in New York, I would just he would just leave during the break. I would just screen. You know, you know, CBS Sports Radio. What do you want? What's up? And people I love be like, Bill's an idiot. He's the dumbest person ever. You tell him. Like, oh, this is Bill. Like, long silence. Oh, I like the show, though. Uh, oh, I got to go. <laughs> Click. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm just saying, Disa, if you lean into the calls, this could be a whole new. So here's what I'm wondering. You don't like giving directions, right? You don't like saying hi to people on the street. What's the other one that we, that we, that we found out the other day? I don't so know. I don't, I'm not gonna say antisocial. Maybe, maybe like the phone call screening isn't as comfortable for you because you have to talk to a human being. You have to say hi, right? It's a very simple process that I would really? love our callers to be able to follow. What's your okay. first name? Where are you calling from? How do you listen to the show every day? And what would you like to talk to Bill about? And you just have to have a clear line so I can understand what you're saying. That's it. That's it. That's all I need from you. And everybody yeah. wants to blame me when they don't get on the air. Here's why I think you're getting falsely accused. I'm, I'm going to throw Ryan Hickey, who produces the Zach Gelb show, under the bus. Because I used to call in just to like, give Hickey a hard time. And one of my numbers is a block number that we can't get turned off. It's the most L.A. thing ever. I won't tell you why, but it's like a name drop L.A. thing. I just can't get it fixed. It's, and I call you, Diesel. It says private, right? It says private? Uh, right. Yes. Either comes up private or unknown. Right. And, like, Ryan just wouldn't pick up. So I started asking him and asking Zach when I'd be in New York, hey, do you, do you get a lot of calls? Like, oh, people don't call in. And Ryan's like, no, man, like, people people call in and just – and it's the same thing you're saying. So I started calling in every night to try to get on, to actually go on the air and, like, say hi to Zach. Uh, and I could – Zach, like, Ryan would just, like, auto – anyway, I, I told Zach, Ryan got in trouble. It became a whole bit on the air. But my point is I love Ryan Hickey. I think he's amazing in his job. But he definitely, you know, there was definitely some uh, some shirking of the duties. If Brandon would have had a it problem happens. with me, he would have aired it out right there. He was live. He could have said, D-Cell stinks. He never picks up the phone. He hangs up on me. I'm he didn't saying, say I'm any not, of that. I, this is me actually saying, I think I've just falsely accused you because of what Trace did. And that's where my natural skepticism comes. But we're blue brothers today. <laughs> <laughs> we're both wearing blue shirts. I uh, do you guys like the the NFL? It's weird, right? The NFL trade deadline activity because this did not happen three years ago. It's so much more interesting now. So much more interesting. You guys should listen to my sports minutes more often. Yesterday's was just about this. Whoa, 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 whoa. this I, I is didn't, I, this is a day now. This is what'd a day. You say? Every other league, you know when that deadline's coming. It's a big deal. There's rumors and whispers the entire time. It happens. There's special TV coverage. The deadline hits. Who got traded? Who moved? And the NFL, you didn't even know there was a deadline until like five years ago. They pushed it back a little bit. Teams realize it's not that hard to bring a new guy in midseason and get him up to speed. 
And here we are. I think it was 10 trades of 12 players, and the 12 players moving on one day is the most in 30 years. Steelers went out and got William Jackson. Remember this guy? Like super, super frustrated cornerback who's very talented. They've done that before. They've gotten guys who didn't have, for whatever reason, a good relationship with organizations, and it's it's worked out. The Niners sent Jeff Wilson Jr. to the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are just are 100% all in. We talked about the Bears acquisition. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Do you like minutes, Andrew, as much as Decel likes phone screening or more? Um, I would go slightly more. Okay. Yes, okay. especially now that they're only like 23 seconds, not an they're actual short. minute. They're much easier to to come up with. I was, I mean, like I find them hard to do. I just fill in, like, hey, I'm Bill Ryder of the CBS Sports Minute. The NFL trade deadline happened yesterday. I am out of time. I am Bill Ryder of the CBS Sports Minute. Yeah. It gets hard. It does get difficult, um, but I guess because I'm not Boomer or Jim Rome, uh, nobody sponsors my minutes, so I don't okay. lose six or seven seconds to a sponsor, so I get to have a little more time to make my points. You don't have to say goodnight to those six seconds, basically, is what is what you're telling me. Correct. Got it. That's a good talk. Uh, Diesel, I want you to have the last word, because I just feel like you deserve it. You deserve uh, it. I'm you vindicated. I'm vindicated. I'm innocent, and uh, I think everyone knows it now. I'm Falsely glad we're all on the same page. By Brandon. Yeah. Falsely accused by Brandon. But, Brandon, we love you. Thanks for calling in. Now, everyone knows if you want to call in, 855-212-4CBS, and if there's a miscommunication and you feel like Diesel pulled a accidental Ryan Hickey, hit me up on Facebook, and I'll look at it three months from now. Uh, let's get into the college football playoff rankings after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I mean, for example, phone calls can be a kettle of fish sometimes. At 855-212-4CBS. But now they're pouring in because we're nice here. We promise. To prove it, we're going to put someone else on the air. Nick in Portland. Nick, what's up, buddy? Happy, uh, what is it, Wednesday? Appreciate you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, Bill? Big fan. Just want to give a shout-out to D-Cell, too, because he screened my call before and let me on about that Oreo take a little while back. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, Bill, uh, what do you have against PB&Js? Yeah, it's a fair question. Thank you for the call. D-Cell definitely rocks that rejoin a lot. Uh, it's gross. It's basically – I like peanut butter. I like jelly. I don't like them together. I like ketchup. I like chocolate. I don't put them together. Have you had a PB&J sandwich in the last three weeks, D-Cell? Uh, last three weeks, no, I have not. See, because you know it's deep down it's not very good. You get older, make your own choices for food. Mom and dad aren't putting it in your in your paper sack. Do they sell a thing? I don't think parents sell a I don't think sacks. it is, actually. Yeah. That's what I had, but uh, no, I don't think that's a thing anymore. p 
Peanut butter and jelly sounds right, but it tastes wrong. Kind of like TCU being so far behind Clemson. It kind of makes sense historically, but when you really like think about it for yourself, it's just not okay. It doesn't taste right, it doesn't feel right, it's not right. College football playoff rankings are out. Tennessee number one, right call. Ohio State number two, I think the right call. Georgia number three, can make an argument for Georgia too. Clem, but Clemson at four to me, Cell, is such a historical nod. They're factoring in things that aren't supposed to matter now, which is history, which is not just why TCU, all the way at seven, doesn't seem to have a path to the final, to the final four, even if they win out. But also, Michigan is also 8-0, like every other team ahead of the Michigan's at 5. But Michigan destroyed Penn State. That's much more of a quality win. It is a far superior win to anything Clemson can point to. I, I just don't get it. Alabama's at 6. And remember, Tennessee Georgia play each other this weekend coming up. So, let's say Tennessee loses. They're the underdog right now. I don't think I'd drop them. It depends on the game, right? But if it's a close game... I don't think I'm dropping them below Clemson, right? If Georgia wins by a touchdown or less, feels like it's Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Tennessee 3, doesn't it? The first rankings, this is what we do every single year. We try to read the tea leaves. What is the committee trying to tell us as we try and forecast every other Tuesday night slash Wednesday when we react to this? You mentioned it. Volunteers at the Dogs this weekend in Athens. Tennessee number one, Georgia number three, but Georgia is a heavy favorite in yeah. this game. So what did the committee tell us last night? I think, I think, this is just me, if Tennessee were to lose this game handily, I think they're out of the top four. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you have Tennessee at three and you have Georgia at one and it's a close game, there's pressure to remove Tennessee from the top four. I think what they have set up with these rankings is an ability to put at least two and maybe three SEC teams in the college football playoff if if they win out or come close to. Obviously, Tennessee and Georgia are going to play each other. One of those teams will lose this weekend. That's my takeaway, is that TCU got hosed not because the committee actually doesn't value TCU. That's true. I just think it's incidental to the fact they just want it to be the all-SEC showdown against whichever team, Ohio State or Michigan, wins that game at the end of the Big Ten regular season and presumably then gets business done in the Big Ten championship game. Alabama's at six, but and I think there's the Doddfather who's on tomorrow. Dennis Dodd told us this. If What's the scenario here? If Georgia beats Tennessee and then everybody wins out and then Alabama beats Georgia, all three teams will be whatever they are in one, be one-loss teams, and all three teams could get in. And I think this setup allows that because – the committee could actually do Georgia 1, could make Tennessee 2 in theory, and then that could just play out the rest of the year. And then as Alabama wins, they get to move up and pass those teams, but you could have Tennessee and Georgia slide to 3 and 4 and play each other. They wouldn't play each other, but both slide into the end of a college football playoff. Yeah, you have three SEC teams with one loss. Alabama would be your SEC champion. And in that situation, as Dan Wetzel and Dennis Dodd have told us, the committee wants no part of that. They don't want to put in three teams. You can't. You can't have a situation where it's three. Oh, I think, I think, I think you can. I think they they, they might. Because the thing is, I mean, you're right. Like Clemson, obviously, is getting a lot of respect. I mean, their undefeated record was was heavily weighted when TCU's wasn't. That's all. I, I want an explanation on that. How is Michigan not ahead of Clemson? 
It doesn't make any sense. And being that it's the first one, which really holds no weight except for what you're trying to forecast, why not put Michigan in the number four spot? Yeah. It, it, to me, it's about – it's just a reminder that your history, that the blueness of your blood, as in the blueness of d on my shirt because we're blue brothers today, the history of your program weighs heavily and in really impactful ways on the, these decisions, which for me – Decel is a huge argument for an expanded playoff. Not because the for this reason, this reason alone, it reduces the impact of historical greatness and the bias the committee has. It gives some teams a chance to have a ch- to, to, to play for a championship who otherwise wouldn't, because the committee can't get it right. All right, we'll have a lot more of this tomorrow. Uh, Kurt Hillen's going to join us from Pro Basketball Talk, NBC Sports, NBA Guru, talk all the madness of the Nets next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 